Whoa, Brando! Like, we have a new show now. Yeah, Nate, it's crazy where our journeys have taken us. Yeah, life is crazy, but, uh, what exactly are we gonna talk about? Comics? Taken. Wrestling? Taken. Video games? That too. Politics? Too boring. Shoot. Doctor Who! Too British. Yeah, fine. What if we just riff and tell stories about our life experience? That's just crazy enough to work. How does uh, every other Friday sound to you? Dude, I'm down. Guys, check out our new show, The OGs, only on the Journey to Comics Network. is that it's a journey in the comics network production welcome back ladies and gentlemen this is episode 70 of poor 360 i am your host Andrew porno thank you for joining me here on a nice tuesday now, as you listened to last week's episode, or I guess it was two weeks ago now, on the last episode I recorded that because of how heavy and negative the uh, shows are getting, or well, there's the news in general, that I was going to spend the next, until episode 75, I was going to be focusing on positive news stories, things that are uplifting, things that are happy, not focused on the dark, depressing, sad that we have been faced with some of these so, and I found some nice articles I want to talk about on this week's episode, but first I kind of want to just do a nice catch-up. Uh, it was a nice weekend. I uh, I took Friday off from work uh, to work um, with my wife and her grandparents to finish uh, four Adirondack chairs. Um, the, the wife and I were looking to just get some for our patio and just trying to find them, like any plastic ones were just gone, and all of like the wood ones were crazy expensive. So I found plants online and decided just to make them. So um, my grandfather-in-law and I kind of got it going, and then um, and then Liz and her uh, her grandma uh, stained them, and we're gonna have four nice chairs by the weekend. So and they held up to their first rain, which we had last night. So. Definitely good to see there. I can't wait to get the the rest of like the fire pit and stuff done, just so we can see how that looks. But that's kind of what we found um, so far. And that was a nice weekend. Then um, Saturday, um, got to go to the Podfather's house for a nice little relaxing day, um, which was good. Kind of, I haven't seen him in person in quite a while. We've done like obviously did the Zoom stuff, but it's been quite a few months since. Uh, we've been together, so that was that was nice and relaxing, and um, got to watch. I'm trying to remember what we watched on TV, um, but either way, it was nice. Had some good food, good food, good friends, good times, and yeah. And then, let's see, what did, what did I do Sunday? Sunday was just like yard work. I got a I got a new aquarium that's going to replace a few of the aquariums I have, so I got that kind of cleaned up. I'm probably be setting that up this week to hopefully get that whole thing done. Fingers crossed by the weekend, but we'll see. But, uh, yeah, and then that brings us to uh, Monday, which is just a normal day at work. Got a lot of stuff done, so I'm happy about that, and I'm 
hopefully going to have a good week this week. But uh, the reason you came is kind of to get caught up on some news, and I have some stuff to share, and it's going to be positive. Before I get into um, so the two things I saw today um, they were kind of nice. And I'm, these are all kind of kind of will weave in and out of some of the other shows on the network in terms of stuff that they may talk about, may not. But um, first thing I saw today was just doing like the typical scrolling through Facebook while you're getting ready for the day, going to the bathroom, whatever you end up doing when you're on your phone. And that is Target and Walmart will both be closed on Thanksgiving Day. Um, partially, partially due to the whole COVID. Um, but it's actually, it's nice. I think the fact that for the longest time stores have been open, they went from opening early Friday morning to late Thursday night to Thursday day to Thursday morning to just not closing at all. And now it looks like Walmart and Target, who are arguably two of the biggest, um, like department stores, um, that kind of sell a big bunch of everything, a big box store that they're going to be closed for the first time since the late 1980s. So basically my whole life. So that is nice to see. Um, the Target CEO said, the year This year, more than ever, a joyful holiday will be inseparable from a safe one, and we're coming to adjust our plans to deliver ease, value, and joy of the season in a way that only Target can. And also, some Thanksgiving Day store closings, in addition to Walmart and Target, are uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. And the last time... Um, Yeah, so let's see. I guess it was just Dick Sporting Goods. So, yeah, it'll be nice to see that some of these uh, people are actually doing it. And, yeah, good news for Target News. So, it'll give a chance. Because I know there's always the people who say, like, oh, it's a shame you guys are open today. But the fact that you were there at the store kind of... Like, if no one went shopping on Thursday, they wouldn't be open to begin with. So, it's nice that um, there really isn't... Partially due to what's going on in the world... Um, but yeah, that, that is nice to see. And I do, I think one thing I want to talk about, if I can find a nice article to discuss. So let's talk about, and I can't find an article yet, but I think we've all seen it, um, if you're fortunate enough, is that obviously because of what's going on out there in the world, movie theaters are not happening. Like, I know there was talk that, like, AMC and Regal were going to open in mid-July. We're already past mid-July, and that's not happening. Some say by Labor Day. We, Who's to say? But one that has been doing phenomenally, for the ones that are established, the ones that have been popping up, are drive-in theaters. Um, even just this past week, I saw that Kevin Smith is doing his 50th birthday celebration as a drive-in special. So, he's going to be up on a stage, everyone's going to be in their cars, he's able to do his typical thing in a socially distanced world we find ourselves in. And I've been to the drive-in for the first time this year. Uh, I know a lot of people have been experiencing drive-ins as well, and it's nice to see that drive-ins that were on their way out and a few were lingering on throughout the U.S. are now doing great business enough that, like, I saw someone that a Soldier Field uh, downtown was going to set up a drive-in in their parking lot and that other places have done pop-ups that big arenas where they can't have people anyway and they have the big parking lot space to make this happen so i'm happy to see that um i hope that 
Maybe we could probably be able to play new movies um, like Tenet or some of these other films that we might not be getting a release date. It looks like Tenet's probably going to be releasing internationally before it releases in the U.S., which is interesting, but kind of goes to show um, where the U.S. is in this in this whole fight. Um, kind of speaking with entertainment news and movies coming out, let's talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. So... Obviously, if any of you have been paying attention to JIC for the past few years, is that there's been an infamous Snyder Cut that's been um, going around for a while, and there was teases and hopes that it was going to happen, and then uh, HBO Max, which um, obviously is partially owned by Warner Brothers, announced that the Snyder Cut of Justice League will be coming exclusively to HBO Max. Um, and actually, it sounds like it's going to be like a four-hour cut. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, so it's nice that um, Zack Snyder's getting a chance to get his movie the way he wanted it, more or less, to come out, and that a lot of the cast seem pretty enthused about it. And he's been he's been releasing bits and snips since um, since it was announced, and we got to uh, um, see things like uh, Dark Side. We got to see um, yeah. So I guess there was also a. Um, a Justice Con, um, which ran concurrently with the San Diego Comic Con at home, um, and it revealed in a Zack Snyder who was at the event doing like a like a Zoom meeting or whatever, released a clip of Henry Cavill as Superman donning the iconic black uh, Superman costume that was teased and shown in pictures leading up to that, but it kind of got scrapped in the uh, in the theatrical version that came out. So. So that was nice to see that we got to see that and got to see him interact with um, Jeremy Irons as Alfred. So it's good to see. So we'll, I think it'll be a big, um, not so much fan service film, but it'll be nice that a version gets made. And I think um, HBO Max is kind of open. They're, they're willing to play with this. And I know there's also a Schumacher cut of, I think, is it Batman Returns? It's one of the, um, let me look it up really quick. I think it's one of the, Schumacher Batman films. No, it wouldn't be Returns then. Schumacher cut. Batman Forever. So it's the darker version. So with all this Snyder cut, the Schumacher cut, which um, would be nice that since uh, Schumacher's longer with us, um, that we get to see that uh, version possibly come to light on HBO Max, which I'm all for. In a world where I can't really go to the movie theaters, and even if they did open tomorrow, I wouldn't go that uh, we get to see some uh, versions of films we haven't yet and give us some new content there. Um, speaking of uh, Batman, the Snyder Cut, and all of that, it looks like um, something I saw listened to today... Um, I'm, now I'm already flaking on the name. I hate when this happens. Um, this is why you always have... Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, did say on some panel he was on over SDCC that when Michael Keaton kind of came back um, into the fold uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Thomas Wayne kind of went out the window and he's happy for it but it's kind of bummed he doesn't get to see his realization and maybe something that Zack Snyder can do maybe can bring that back um, that'd be kind of cool see a Jeffrey Dean Morgan Thomas Wayne series as the Thomas Wayne Batman, that'd be kind of cool. But we'll kind of have to see how that shakes out. Um, 
And that kind of brings it through the entertainment news. Now let's get to some positive news. It's a, a couple of cool articles here. Is that New Zealand, uh, as of, um, I guess a few weeks ago, is that it's declared itself virus-free. Its COVID-19 restrictions have been lifted. Um, if you've seen pictures, there's people out and about kind of having a good time. So, um, so I guess... Um, I don't have the dates on it. It looks like as of, well, I guess it's over a month ago, so it's not been that exciting. It was something I saw, but they were on a strict lockdown as of from March 25th onward, much like the rest of the world. But when they were able to reopen, they had zero new cases in 17 days, and they've kind of clo- they closed their borders and all of that. But yeah, so they're actually they're one of the first countries to have zero reported cases. They're kind of back to business as usual. I know there's a, I have a couple friends that I knew um, from college that ended up moving there, and so they're back out and able to enjoy things while we're still kind of limited with what we can do. So that's good to see. Uh, I just realized, I think I pulled the wrong date for this article I found. And these are all kind of articles from uh, earlier in the year, which kind of don't help us too much right now. I'm going to bring it back. I apologize for a kind of little miss thing there. It was a little off I, uh, I found a new uh, site that had positive news articles, and I went through and I found ones that are... And it shows how little some of these have been seen with all the negative out there. That These were all uh, articles from early June or mid-June. So they were a little dated, but um, I think I'm going to end uh, this week's episode talking about... Um, a, a lawmaker has recently passed and kind of... Uh, Someone uh, who's really a, a huge leader in the civil rights movement, and that is uh, Congressman John Lewis, who passed away um, recently. Um, he became the first um, black uh, lawmaker to land, say, in the rotunda of the Capitol. So, um, this article from The Guardian says, John Lewis was a gentle man, but a stentorian speechmaker. On Monday, for the last time, his courageous voice echoed in the halls of the Capitol and brought all who heard it to a standstill. As according of John Lewis and Nate's Pelosi, the House Speaker took her seat at the rotunda, erupted in applause. Then Pelosi rose to her feet again and clapped, and everyone, um, sorry. Then Pelosi rose to her feet again, and everyone followed her lead. And a purpose of the guests stood and clapped, the casket draped in the stars and stripes on a black, uh, cat, uh, catafalque, uh, at their center. They had come to bid farewell to the, si- the consciousness of the Congress, who served in the House of Representatives for 33 years. John Lewis died on July 17th from pancreatic cancer at the age of 80. On Sunday, his remains made one last journey across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama, where he bled for civil rights in 1965. Um, I actually watched that happen. It was done um, with a with a horse-drawn carriage, and it was, it was very somber, and it was very, very moving. Uh, so on Monday, the casket arrived here in Washington, well, not here in Washington. On the casket that arrived in Washington made four pointed stops. The Martin Luther King Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial, where he was the youngest speaker at the March in Washington in 1963, the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture, a project that is one of his great legacies, and the new Black Lives Matter Plaza near the White House. Recognized a movement that gave his career exquisite symmetry, police c- could be seen saluting the hearse as it went by. Then the casket was solemnly carried up the U.S. Capitol steps, Lewis, who grew up on a farm in rural Alabama in the Jim Crow South, became the first black member of Congress to lie in state in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. Resting on a catafalque previously used for Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, and the Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall. 
the paradoxes of the American um, experiment were manifest as statues, statutes of the slave-owning presidents George Washington and Andrew Jackson, a bust of the civil rights leader King, looked on in the magnificent building constructed with enslaved labor. Mitch McConnell, the Republican Senate Majority Leader, offered a eulogy. America's original sin of slavery was allowed to fester for far too long. He said, It's left a long wake of pain, violence, and brokenness that has taken great efforts from great heroes to address. John's friend, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., famously said, The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. But it's never automatic. History only bent towards what's right because people like John paid the price to help bend it. McConnell's currently blocking a vote on extending the newly renamed John Lewis Voting Rights Act as well as acting as chief enabler of Donald Trump's conservative agenda. Asked at the White House if he intends to pay his respect to Lewis, the president said tersely, no, I won't be going, no. Trump and Lewis had fierce disagreements, but his election rival Joe Biden did come to a rotunda with his wife, Jill. Those guests present on Monday sat physically distanced from one another and wearing face masks, some of which bore Lewis's celebrated phrase, good trouble, taken from his exhortation, never ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. Pelosi wearing black with a U.S. flag mask lowered around her neck. Uh, paid tribute to his lifelong fight against segregation and for racial justice. Here in Congress, John was revered and beloved on both sides of the aisle, on both sides of the Capitol, she said. We knew that he always worked on the side of the angels, and now we know that he is with them. And if she were standing in the chamber, she said... And as if she were standing in the chamber, she said, It is my personal privilege right now for me to yield to our beloved colleague... The distinguished gentleman from Georgia, Congressman John Lewis. The rotunda was hushed at that familiar fiery voice resounded once more on the recording. Lewis said, As young people, you must understand that there are forces that want to take us back to another period, but you must say that we're not going back. We've made too much progress. There may have been some setbacks, some delays, some disappointments, but you must never, ever give up or give in. You must keep the faith and keep your eyes on the prize. That is your calling. That is your mission. That is your moral obligation. That is your mandate. After the applause, there was a rousing rendition of Amazing Grace from Wintley Phillips, the singer, or Phipps, sorry, the singer and education activist, Reese relayed ahead of the public viewing on the Capitol steps, which Vice President Mike Pence is set to attend. John Miles Lewis stood before his father's casket. Pelosi, a Catholic, made the sign of the cross and blew a kiss to this lion of the greatest generation of the civil rights struggle, a generation now slipping away. So that, um, and those nice, they're very eloquent words, and I think... It is great to kind of see um, some recognition. It's it's sad, kind of where we're at with all of this. But um, wait, what is this? Sorry, I found something else that's kind of fun and it's a good pivot and a good way to wrap up this week's show. Might be a little short, but when you're talking about some positive news, I mean, I could talk for hours about all the chaos that's going on and all the stuff that kind of sucks. But that's not really what this time is about and if they are short at least they're going to be positive and they're going to be uplifting i'm going to do my best to make that possible for the next few episodes before we get back into the heavy and try and put a good spin on it or at least try and find the positive that's going on so um this is the last thing i'm going to talk about today and i thought that was kind of funny it just dropped about an hour ago um it's involving uh baseball i'm not gonna talk about anything else negative about baseball but the fact that Dr. Anthony Fauci's first pitch baseball card breaks Topps record for sales in just 24 hours. It was on sale for only 24 hours, but it broke company records. The Topps now limited edition baseball trading card featuring Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, set an all-time print record for the franchise, selling 51,512 cards. Said, we're excited about the popularity of Dr. Fauci's Topps now card. 
Tops communication manager said in an email. Uh, her name was Emily Kless. I kind of jumped over that. Tops prides itself on capturing the unique moments of the MLB season, one baseball card at a time, and Dr. Foch's inclusion in this year's Tops Now cards is just one way in which we are highlighting the uniqueness of the 2020 season. The company's previous record was for the card of Toronto Blue Jays third baseman Vladimir Guerrero Jr., which sold 19,396 copies and featured Guerrero's first hit. The card features a photo of Fauci throwing out the first pitch during the national during last Thursday's MLB season opening game between the Washington Nationals and the New York Yankees. In this image, Fauci is shown from behind home plate wearing a Nationals jersey and a hat and a mask that commemorates the team's 2019 World Series championship. Fauci's pitch was well off the mark and hurtled short into the left at the home plate circle. The card sold for $9.99. The back of the card calls Fauci an ardent Washington Nationals fan and that his pitch signaled the official start of the 2020 MLB season. Fauci, the country's leading expert in infectious diseases, has been a member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force and has helped craft policies surrounding the United States' response to the pandemic. I feel a little embarrassed and humbled. Fauci told CNN about the card sales. I hope that Yogi Berra and Mickey Mantle are not looking up and saying, what the heck is going on here? I think it was funny, the fact that uh, a lot of people kind of made fun of it because the pitch wasn't great. And a lot of people saying, this is the exact pitch I'd expect from a man who is the who is a scientist and in charge of the infectious disease and on the National Astrology Infectious Disease. So basically saying that he's too busy trying to save all of us to be practicing a pitch. So I I agree. I think it was good. I think it's nice and light to see that um, we're going to be able to see some lightheartedness amongst all of this chaos and the fact that their people are still uh, standing up for what they believe in, doing what they can, even with their kind of their last breath. And... I think with that, I'll wrap up this week's show. Obviously, it's going to be a little light, but I hope you enjoy it. Give me your thoughts, feedback, anything on what you think uh, of the show. If you have any things you want me to talk about, feel free to shoot me a link on the socials. I'm really bad about putting stuff on social media. I don't think the Facebook has been updated in months. Um, I have a Twitter that's probably updated even less recently than that. It's just... As much as I want social media, it's hard to remember to post these things, but I appreciate all my listeners, um, whether you're on the network, whether you're not, whether you're just finding the show, uh, definitely appreciate it. I hope to have a guest or be featured on another podcast sometime soon, but in the meantime, have a good week, have a good time, try and find something to keep you going, try and some positivity in all this chaos out there. I have been Andrew Poor, you've been listening to Poor 360, have a great week.